Nick Blankenberg is a little guy that plays like a big man. Uh, is he going to be a full-time NHLer this season? Should he be? And uh, what do we love most about him? That's what we're about today on Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Blue Jackets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Jay Foster, as always. With me is my co-host, Hayden Halson. And uh, we want to thank you guys for making this your first listen of the day, every day. Locked On Blue Jackets, free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube, we're on SiriusXM. Basically, if you if you type Locked On, uh, Locked on Blue Jackets into the search bar, it will take you to somewhere that you can find us. Uh, we also want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by uh, Bird Dogs. Because uh, we love bird dogs here. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL or enter code promo code locked on NHL and you're going to get a free white tech hat with any order. You're not going to wait to take your bird dogs off. We promise. So let's get into it. Let's just let's just just get straight into it. Uh, today we're talking about Nick Blankenberg. Um, his season review. We're going to talk about how he did uh, in his first full season at pro. He had a little bit, obviously, last season. He played eight or nine games, I think. Uh what we think his future with the team is, uh, and who, like, some predictions, maybe, for how we think this season's going to go. So let's just, let's start straight off. Nick Blankenberg, undrafted, college free agent, did four years at Michigan, uh, played 36 games this season, had four goals, 10 assists, 14 points. Um, in total, uh, five, point, five goals, 12 assists for 17 points in 43 career games. Here's the important bit. Nick Blankenberg is five is listed as five foot nine. I do not believe he is actually five foot nine, but for the purposes of this, we'll say he's five foot nine. He does not play like a five foot nine defenseman. Um, he is feisty. He is uh, mean. I think I lost count of how many times I'd see someone on the other team just get knocked on their butt and be like, "Who the heck was that?" Oh, it's Blankenberg. Sure, why not? Um, natural Statric has him. He was uh, hit 46 times this season and he hit people 51 times. So like not a huge space there, but he definitely hit more than he was hit, which I think was a big worry for people with Blankenberg because he's just a little guy. Hayden, how do you feel that Nick Blankenberg's rookie season went? Because I feel it went pretty darn good. Yeah, it's one of those things. Nick Blankenberg... It's a name in Blue Jackets history for me already. Doesn't matter what happens the rest of his career. I don't care. I don't care whether he goes and wins a Norse trophy. I don't care whether he drops out of the NHL tomorrow. He will always be remembered by me as the guy who came in right after Kent Johnson, but got to Columbus right before Kent Johnson. Like he was the guy. We, we got Kent Johnson. We're like, oh, here's our new shiny new toy that we get like awesome this is this is going to be fantastic oh his roommate's coming along cool you know what hop on board and then his roommate got in the game and just was nhl ready like right away jay this guy came in i think his first game if i recall was against was a home game against the oilers uh, a couple seasons ago and this dude scored a goal in his first game and i remember like who is this freaking guy like this guy is unbelievable he's skating faster than everybody on the ice I can't remember who we were talking about. 
the other day where you said we were talking about some Blue Jackets player. Or no, you know what you know what it was? I was listening to an old player review that you did for Justin Danforth, and you said Justin Danforth plays like he's trying to stay in the NHL. That is what I thought Nick Blankenberg was playing like in that moment. It turns out that's just how Nick Blankenberg plays. Like at some point it becomes he's not playing to stay in the NHL. He's just playing hard hockey. And that's just exactly who he is. He he's a guy who is well aware that his height is a disadvantage to him, which it is. And the reason why people get worried about it is because when he does get hit, it kind of looks like he gets blown up. Like he just looks like he just he when people hit back, they hit him hard. Um but hey, if he's if he's tough enough to take the hits, man, he's tough enough to play in this league because he produces on the offensive side. He he's responsible defensively. I love this guy, man. I absolutely love Nick Blankenberg. Yeah, I I have no no bad things to say about him. You know, I was looking, I was like, man, this can't just be an episode where all I do is like love on the guy. We've got to we've got to be critical. We've got to you know analyze and stuff. And I just. I just I think he's he is so underrated even among rookies even among fans and like the odds are not in his favor because like I said he's 23 now I believe um he's 25 now just turned 25 um so you know age is not on his side in terms of you know being a prospect and figuring stuff out he was undrafted he like was a walk on at Michigan I believe he wasn't like recruited or anything um he just was like, hey, can I come play for you guys? Um, I believe is is how it went. Anyway, um, you know, he had to. He worked for a year as a Zamboni driver to pay to play hockey. You know, like he has he has had a really fun story. I didn't know that story to the NHL, but it's been a tough one. And then he gets here, and I'm like, is this guy, like, is this guy who I think he is, or did I just get attached to him because I like watching the underdogs play? And I watched a lot of Michigan hockey a couple of seasons ago because I was watching a lot of Kent Johnson trying to get a bead on him. And I kept noticing this guy, Nick Blankenberg. Um, and I, you know, we've all done it. We get attached to fourth line wingers. We get attached to bottom pairing defensemen. It happens. We get attached to backup goalies. I wondered if this was a similar thing with Blankenberg. It is not. Um, this dude is an NHL player. Um, he could do, he has work to do in his own zone, I think, but he is offensively gifted enough that I think he's he's not in his own zone a ton. Yes, he's small, but the, this is the annoying thing. If Nick Blankenberg was six foot four, every single team would be trying to sign him. He would have gone in the first round in the NHL draft. Like, there's just no question about it. If he was six inches taller, he'd be a rock star. He's not. He's five foot eight, five foot nine, and so he's going to struggle. Luckily, this team is not short of players who are on the smaller side and have thrived in those conditions. Yeah, they've thrived in those conditions, and he's just a picture perfect example of it's not about the dog in the fight; it's the fight in the dog. <laughs> you know, it does. I don't mm-hmm. care how tall you are. Like if if you are going to play hockey the way that Nick Blankenberg's hockey, you can be any size and make it in the NHL. I don't care. I don't care if you're five foot three. Like he just, he is a wrecking ball out there. And granted, you do see times where his, where his size uh, is a major disadvantage where he gets hit and he sometimes gets blown up, but he's right back up. It's not the, not his first time being hit. He's one of those guys that, and again, we're going to call back to Matt Calvert on this again, a smaller guy. 
got hit sometimes. What did he do? He bounced right back up. Blankenberg does exactly the same thing. You know, he gets hit, he gets back up, he gets back in the game. Um, unless he it's part of the his game, form, yeah. I want to talk about in a minute, but he just the, the like you said, the, the it's not the size of the dog of the fight; it's the fight in the dog. And Nick Blankenberg's got that dog in him. He's he's and just you saying that about him being a walk on at Michigan. I honestly did not know he was a walk on at Michigan. So this guy's been. The career path he has had to get to the NHL is just the fact that he's played one NHL game is amazing. The fact that we're sitting here talking about how the Blue Jackets defensively were a were a much worse team without him mm-hmm. is also amazing. Like he is ready to play in the NHL. I I just worry about some areas of his game, not many, but there's some areas that we'll get to later. But he is all around everything I want out of a Columbus blue jacket, a guy, because he is in a sense, the Columbus blue jackets. They're not the sexiest team. They're not the tallest team, but they play hockey, man. And that's, that's exactly what people will relate to this uh, in Ohio, Cleveland Browns fans. When you guys got Baker Mayfield, that guy was not good at football, but he played with an absolute edge that carried you to your first playoff victory in like 30 seasons. Nick Blankenberg is a better version of Baker Mayfield, basically. He's a hockey version of Baker Mayfield, except he has staying power. And, gosh, I'm so excited for him and his career. But, again, certain things he's got to clean up, and he's got to have certain things break his way in Columbus because those tall guys are going to get a lot more love from Babcock immediately. And we know that that D uh, lineup, to start the season, that opening night roster is going to be very tough to make, but um, I'm sure we'll talk about that more later on. Yes, definitely. Um, we'll take a quick break, and then when we come back, um, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of the Michigan connection because you gotta you gotta look at it when you're talking about a Michigan guy. You gotta look at the Michigan connection. Let's go up in a second on Locked On Blue Jackets. Uh, first, though, I've got to tell you about the most comfortable shorts in the entire world, um, and that's bird dogs. Uh, I'm wearing my bird dogs right now. Um, they're usually what I wear to record in. It's summer. I know that the weather outside for me doesn't look like it, but it is summer, and I am wearing shorts until October, and maybe even after that, and I am going to be wearing the heck out of my bird dogs. They look great. They feel great. They fit great. They have this like stretchy material that looks exactly like khaki, but isn't and so you know you can move in them you can go to the gym in them you can go to the golf course in them you can go wherever you want take them to the boardroom take them to a wedding maybe don't wear them to a wedding uh but i don't know depends how, depends how fancy the wedding is and even better if you go to birddogs.com uh, slash locked on nhl enter promo code locked on nhl you're gonna get a free white tech hat with your order that's birddogs.com slash locked on nhl or promo code locked on nhl and you're gonna get a free white tech hat you're not gonna want to take your bird dogs off we promise all right we're back with locked on blue jackets jay foster hayden Hyleson. we're talking all about nick blankenberg here uh, before we get into the michigan connection i want to i would be remiss if when talking about his season last year we did not mention um that empty net goal he scored from like 200 feet away um just the absolute desperation <laughs> clear and then you get off the ice and he it turns out that he played like most of the game on a broken ankle i believe um, really great quote afterwards where someone was like, you know, what do you think of the goal? He was like, I was just begging that puck to go in. I was so tired. 
Um, <laughs> it's a really, really great moment. And I think that's when a lot of people kind of fell in love with this guy as he's going to, and I, I disagree with playing injured um, for the most part. But, he probably didn't even know he was injured. You exactly. know, you, you know, think, adrenaline. I, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, I disagree with playing injured. I don't think you need to glorify it. He did this on a broken ankle. He, you know, Patrice Bergeron won a cup with two punctured lungs and a separated shoulder. And one of his legs fell off in the third round. Like, I don't think you need to glorify that. But having broken bones, the fact that this kid was even like standing up and skating around and scoring goals was incredible. Um, so I wanted to mention that. Um, Let's talk about the Michigan connection because I don't think we sign Nick Blankenberg if Kent Johnson is not a Blue Jacket. You know, um, those guys seems like they're pretty close. Um, but I also think that the Blue Jackets watched a lot of Michigan hockey last season. You know, it's uh, it's tough to pinpoint exactly where they were kind of like, oh hey, Nick Blankenberg, we should we should get him because I'm sure he had interest in other teams, but he chose Columbus, which. Uh, which I think is really neat. And I'm excited for more guys to keep choosing Columbus. I don't want to speak for something that didn't happen, but I'm pretty darn sure Kent Johnson like spoke up for Nick Blankenberg and was like, <laughs> you got to sign this guy too. And Columbus was like, well, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, and that's a thing that Columbus likes to do. We like to bring players here with kind of a, we we're on the buddy, buddy system. Let's just call it a, let's call it spade. Yeah, spade. Exactly. Columbus, Ohio, the Columbus Blue Jackets organization, you have to come here with a buddy. And if you don't, good luck to you. But if, pretty if much, you do not have a buddy, one will be assigned to you. <laughs> it's actually a, one of the smarter things that Yarmo has done as a GM is bring players here with somebody that they're comfortable with. I don't know if this is a thing that goes on at other NHL uh, organizations. I assume it probably is a little bit, but it's worked well here. I mean, it's, it's helped build a really good uh, team chemistry. I'm speaking as if I like I'm on the team and in the locker room. I genuinely don't know how the team's getting along. I assume from all optics on the outside, things are going good. Um, Nick Blankenberg's just the ultimate hockey player, man. He just you talking about that injury thing. It's definitely a testament to his toughness. It's a testament to the desperation to just stay in the NHL a little bit. I'm sure because, but I'm I'm sure that comes second nature to him now at this point. Like he's been used to being discriminated against because of his height so much that it probably doesn't even bother him. It's probably a no brainer. Like, yeah, when I get hit, I'm getting right back up and, and hitting the guy. But um, going back to him coming in with Kent Johnson, if that is true and that what I said that Kent Johnson, I'm pretty sure it is. I think when it happened, I remember being like, wow, this dude has a really good friend and Kent Johnson for him to be like, Hey, you should sign this guy. And uh, he's taken advantage of every opportunity, man. He really has. And, yeah, I, I want him to be a Blue Jacket for a long time. Or just at least to stay in the NHL for a long time because he's a heck of a player to watch. We've talked about it a lot doing these kind of season reviews, especially when you look at the defensemen and you look at the younger players that came in. And we've talked, oh, I've talked specifically a lot about they did everything that was asked of them. Nick Blankenberg, in my mind, did everything that was asked of him and more. You know, he started off the season as a healthy scratch, I believe. Um they swapped him out for Adeboquist three games in. They won the next three games. And then Blankenberg, I believe, immediately gets injured. And the Blue Jackets start losing a bunch of games. So I don't want to say that Nick Blankenberg is the reason they were winning games this season. But they looked like a more confident decor when he was on the ice. Um, 
at my former place of employment, I um, was kind of known as the Blue Jackets guy. And last year when the Blue Jackets started kind of being bad, like once we got to, you know, I don't know when he got hurt, but the Blue Jackets were out of it when he got hurt last year. And people were asking me, what's going on with the Blue Jackets? And I remember telling him, we lost our two best defensemen, Zach Rensky and Nick Blankenberg. And I could not believe that those words were coming out of my mouth. But at the time, I genuinely felt like that. And going back and looking at some of the tapes uh, and some of the game recaps and the games he played in, dude, he's just an, he's an absolute energizer bunny out there. Like he's you can't not notice 77 on the ice as short as he is. Like he's just he flies around out there. He's he's a great hockey player. He's a great hockey player. Yeah, it gives you a reason to keep it. It's very similar to. And I've mentioned this before on the podcast when Cole Sillinger was in training camp as an 18 year old last off season. And Brad Larson went to him and was like, listen, I keep looking for reasons to get rid of you and you're not giving me any. That's what I get from Nick Blankenberg. You know, they keep looking for reasons to send him to the to send him to the monsters or to, you know, make him the seventh defenseman. And he just like he's like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick around. I'm gonna keep playing in the NHL. Um we'll do we'll hand out letter grades in a second. Um, who do you think is the best defense partner for Nick Blankenberg next season? Because we're kind of we're stuck in a weird place. Right now, of there's only really a couple of options, but if we pretend that like all six defense places are up for grabs and it can be anyone on the ice, like who who do you think Nick Blankenberg pairs best with? Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like um, I, I I kind of right off the bat, then this is the first time I've said this because I don't think anybody really has chemistry with this guy necessarily, but. I just would love the tandem of Erica Branson and Nick Blankenberg. One of the bigger guys on the ice and one of the smaller guys on the ice. The bigger guy doesn't look like he's doing much. That small guy is doing a whole lot. Um, I don't know. I just feel like, especially thinking about a guy like Erica Branson, I feel like he could really benefit from having a younger um, hard skater with him that could cover more ice so that Erica Branson doesn't look like he's trying to you know, walk through hot sand out there all the time. You know, when you're walking back from the beach and you're like stepping over, trying to keep your feet from the hot sand. That's what Branson looks like sometimes. Um, but I feel like with the episode, he's catching strays. Like, I what, know. Did this, what did this do do to you? I I feel like with the right playing partner, mm-hmm. um, just a guy that can is more responsible defensively. Uh, just a guy that you don't have to worry about. Like, I don't think anybody anybody that plays with Blankenberg isn't going to have to worry about him. Other from the time to time when he just gets absolutely blown up, which he gets right back up. As long as he's getting right back up, it's fine. Um, and well, if he's theory, hurt, that's what Branson is for, to stop people from blowing him up, you know? True. And so. if you're hurt, Nick, stay down. Stay down on the ice. <laughs> you might not get a whistle, but just stay down. Don't keep don't keep playing if you're hurt. Um, what about you, Jay? Who do, who do you think goes well with him? I honestly don't know. I feel like he plays well with a lot of people. Yeah. See, yeah, but, my ideal landing spot for him, I think, is on that third pairing with Gabranson. Give him the opportunity to kind of solidify a full-time NHL spot. I don't think it's ideal giving him third pairing minutes, but I'm okay. I'm more okay giving him third pairing minutes than I would be someone like David Juracek. Um, The thing that is not in his favor is I believe Nick Blankenberg is a right D. And I know Mike Babcock likes right D to play on the right side and left D to play on the left side. Um, let me see if I can pull that up real quick. So, like... 
he's already kind of fighting a losing battle on getting into the lineup. He's also waivers eligible, which means he's probably, you know, not gonna... Um, oh, he can play left and right, apparently. According, according to Cap Friendly, he can play either side. So maybe he plays on the left side next to Edgar Branson. Um, the other option I was thinking about is a guy like Adam Boquist, because Blankenberg is offensively minded. He's Blankenberg is kind of Zach Wierenski light, I think. I don't think he's as good as Wierenski, but he does a lot of the same things, um, which might just be a, a Michigan thing. Um, I don't know how, and, and like Michigan's a weird hockey school because they are so regimented and they have, these are the Michigan systems and you come to Michigan and you learn to play in these systems, then you take them somewhere else. Like you can see patterns in early Wierenski's career that you can kind of see now in Blankenberg. Um, and I suspect that when um, Fantilli and Brindley make the show, you'll st- you'll see kind of similar patterns with them as we saw with Ken Johnson. It's really interesting to watch, actually. And when I figured it out, I was like, am I making this up or not? And I don't think I am. Um, but Nick Blankenberg and Adam Boquist, I think, could be a really fun pairing. Boquist is super offensively minded, obviously. But Blankenberg, I think, will cover all of that and be able to give a little bit of support. Um, I think Blankenberg's a really good, a, sol- a really solid option for that second power play unit as well. Um, and I wouldn't hate pairing him with a guy like uh, Ivan Provorov either. Um, depending on how, again, how things shake out, I don't think I would hate that as a pairing. They're both kind of, one can step forward and do a thing, the other can step back and be defensive. They can flip-flop, they can kind of do their own thing. Um, I don't think anyone will have any issues with Blankenberg if Provorov is on the ice. You know, it's very much, they can't take care of both of them at the same time. So... My other option is Zach Wierenski, but that's, I think, just because I want Nick Blankenberg. I, I want an all-Michigan um, an all Michigan lineup at some point of Johnson, Fantilli, Brindley, uh, Blankenberg, Wierenski. And then we need to go get a goalie from... Uh, we need to get a goalie from Michigan <laughs> to really complete the complete the set. Um, let's hand out some grades. Uh, and if I know Hayden, I'm sure he's got some summer homework for Nick Blankenberg to do. So we'll get into all of that in just a second. Okay, let's talk letter grades, because I know what mine is, and I've kind of known what mine is for a while going in. Um, Nick Blankenberg is getting a B plus, very, very, very close to an A minus, um, if he'd played more games. Because that's the thing we didn't even get into, is he played, he only played 36 games this season. Um, he played, I should pull this up, I should have had it up already. Um, he played... Just over October 30, 18th. I believe. He played October 18th through to November 10th and then missed time until January 12th and then was in the lineup until March 21st and then got hurt again. So he missed a bunch of time. Um, if he'd played literally 15 more games, I would be giving him a full A. But right now, for 36 games, I'm giving him a B plus. Yeah, I'm also giving him a B plus, and it's not because of the missed games that I don't. I'm not trying to hold that against him. He got better. I just thought he was going to get way better. Like I thought his initial first couple games in the league was like he he literally dominated the ice, and I think 
he's a victim to his own success in this case because I thought so highly of him in those first couple games. I was like, oh, he's going to just take off. And then he I wouldn't say last year he took off. It was more of pretty much the same, like consistent play, um, consistently scoring on offense, consistently getting back on defense, and just not having too many mistakes, being defensively responsible. Um, he met all those boxes for me. So he's all he is also very close to an A minus, maybe even an A, but I'm just gonna keep him at a B plus just to keep him a little hungry. You know, not that he needs any more of that. He already comes across as a pretty hungry guy. Uh, if I had to give him homework, I feel so stupid giving him homework, by the way, because he already excels in this because he's in the NHL um, and his hand-eye coordination is better than mine will ever be, no matter what I do in life. But I feel like his hand-eye coordination, there's, you know, I'm sure there's drills out there to improve that. I feel like that could improve a little bit. There were just times where it just felt like the puck just bounced away from him. That's all. And um, I don't know if it's, you know, nerves or because like I'm sure like in the moment, the pu- a puck bouncing in front of you, you you have that in your head. Oh, it's an NHL game. And I'm not I'm, I'm kind of making this bigger than what it really is. He's great all around. But, yeah, that's outside of that, like he's he's got everything that I need to see out of a defenseman. Um, he could grow a little bit more if he wants to do that. I, I think, think I think can. that we might be the boat might have left on that one already. Unfortunately, I don't <laughs> yeah. know that. I wish that you could keep growing at twenty five. Like as someone Same. who stopped growing at sixteen, uh, I would have loved to grow a couple more inches. But I think at twenty five, we might just be that's the height that he's going to be, which is fine because, like I've said, he plays like he's six inches taller than he is, uh, and it's it's just so fun to see. Um, I know I've gone on record as saying that I don't think hits are necessary to the game as much as other parts of the game, but there is that like lizard hindbrain, like primeval part of me that does see him line up a big hit, and that like the serotonin in my brain does start like fizzing and jumping around. He's 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 a real exciting player to watch, um, and I don't. He's want to an explosive it. player, and in, in a, and a hit. Monsters, it's going to be great for the monsters. It's going to be disappointing for me personally, a person who doesn't really get a ton of time to watch the monsters, doesn't get as much time as I want to, to watch the monsters play. Yeah, it's him and Juracek. I I got a feeling one of those two guys will be a Cleveland monster and it's probably going to be um, Blakenberg, but I I don't want either of them to be monsters. You're right. I want them both in a Union Blue jersey. Honestly, it would be. Blankenberg Blankenberg and Juracek could be a fun pairing to, to mess around with. We might see that in in training camp or preseason, but there's just so many, this is, and this is kind of the good thing about having so many defensemen is that there's so many combinations they can try to like really they could just throw a bunch of spaghetti at the wall, and hopefully three pieces of spaghetti will stick, and they'll be like, right, cool, those are the, the lines we're going with. You know, it's a lot of mixing and matching to do. So there will be a there will be the perfect partner for Nick Blankenberg in the Blue Jackets organization. They just have to figure out who it is. It's just it's one of those things where I wish I was at every single practice watching and I'm going to try to go to as many as I can. Geez, because, yeah, it's it's really fascinating. But, you know, yeah, does he does he hit a lot? Is it something that you want out of every player? No, but he brings in a very exciting element to the game. And at the end of the day, that is what a hockey game is. It's, It's about entertainment. And he is just flat out an entertaining player to watch because he can do a whole lot of stuff. And just thinking about him and Juracek together, we know Juracek does like his short kings. He did find Trey Fix-Wolanski on this a lot true. of passes. <laughs> so 
If he gets if he gets uh, Blankenberg and Gaudreau out there, he might just have two I do like buddies. it when it's one very small guy and one very tall guy on a defensive yeah. pairing. Does it make for good hockey? Not necessarily, but I do like to see it, you know? I do too, so, yes. Um, speaking of short kings, uh, tomorrow's episode, because we're all we're about all done here, tomorrow's episode, we've got a very special surprise guest. We're not going to tell you who it is, um, but I'm super excited about it. It kind of came out of nowhere. Um, I'm sure Hayden is also super pumped about it. Uh, and so you'll have to tune in tomorrow to find out who it is. Uh, if you want to leave a guess in the comments below, I think that would be super fun. Uh, but thank you for listening to this. Thank you for listening to uh, Locked Up Blue Jackets making us your first listen every day. I got so excited about the special guest, I forgot how the, the outro goes. Um, <laughs> you can find us uh, free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on YouTube. Uh, we are so close to 500 YouTube subscribers. So like, if you want to push us over the edge, like that would be great. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find Hayden over at Hayden H971. Uh, you can find the show at LO underscore Blue Jackets. Uh, if you have comments, questions, criticisms, you can email us at lockedonbluejackets at gmail.com. Friday, we will be doing happy hour. It's a happy hour week again. So uh, get yourself an alcoholic beverage. Um, send us some questions and uh, come and hang out. I do not have a fun umbrella uh, related story to tell this time. So I'm going to have to figure out something else to say. I'll think so of the story. Send some questions in. That'll be... Uh... Yeah, I have some stories. Yeah, Um, I have stuff. So that's uh, that's Friday, probably at six Eastern. So come hang out for that. Super special surprise guest tomorrow. Thank you once again for listening to this episode. Until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.